this is Cross, and welcome back to Her Heart for His Glory podcast. Last week, you got to hear from me and a little bit about my story and just how the Lord has worked in my life. And this week, we get to hear from Lacey. Why don't you tell us like what your family unit looked like growing up? Okay, so it's my parents and then my brother, and he's older. He's five years older, so just us. Um, And so growing up, um, we had moved when I was like in second grade. And so we went to church prior to that at the same church as one of my grandmothers. Um, And then we started going to another church after we had moved. Um, And so we'd go on Sundays. And if I remember correctly, I would go on Wednesdays. (laughs) Don't remember all the details, but... I'm pretty sure. I know as I got older, I would go to youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was. I would say I said that I surrendered my life to the Lord um, and said that I believed in Jesus and God and the sacrifice, um, the sacrifice that Jesus was for our lives because of our sin um, when I was about 12. Um, I remember, though, the main, I feel like the pushing factor behind that was a lot of fear. I remember mm-hmm. thinking, like, I don't want to go to hell. Like, I feel like that was my main thing. I knew all of the, you know, what we were taught and and um, what the preacher had said and mm-hmm. the decision I was making. But thinking back, I remember, like, that was what I thought about. Like, I just have to do this because I don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was baptized, um, I think, a month or so after that at my home church um, when I was living in Spring Hill. Um, and so, like I said, growing up, we'd go to church on Sundays. There was a period, um, I think it was about middle school, when we weren't really going to church. Um, I would go on Wednesdays, but I don't think we were doing anything else. Um, and I'd actually went to a VBS at the church that we'd went to. And I remember after thinking, like, we need to go back. What are we doing? <laughs> so I talked to my parents, and then we started going back to that same church and that's really the church we went to um, all until, you know, I went to college. I would say after choosing to follow the Lord um, or surrendering my life, I my life was not built on a firm foundation of the Lord. What do you mean by that? So I think when I say a firm foundation, I think like really knowing Jesus, like knowing him intimately. Mm-hmm. And having personal time with him, like a personal relationship with him. I did all the things like you had shared. Like I did all the right things, all the good things. I would, um, I remember I'd read my Bible and I would be a daily Bible reader (laughs) in Sunday school. Um, But like I said, really knowing the Lord, I feel like I didn't know him personally, like his character. Um, And so my senior year or before my senior year, I started dating a guy my first boyfriend. Um, we started dating in the summer. I think it was maybe June or July. Um, and then that, let's see, in August or September, um, my parents filed for a divorce. Um, and so the divorce took a little bit. And so that was throughout my senior year. Um, and I just started dating that guy. So this time was very difficult and very hard. Um, I think I I stayed busy. Like I worked Mm -hmm. and I played sports and I went to school. So most of my time was filled. Um, but it was a hard time and I think I just didn't know what to do with all my emotions and my feelings. And so I ran to the guy I was dating. So like 
I think I would just be very unrealistic and have very high expectations and get very frustrated at him for things that I should not have been frustrated at. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So our relationship was just not healthy. And that was because of me. Like as it went on, because I think this was like the first storm in my life. So this was like the first thing that like kind of rocked my world, I guess. I mean, there were things growing up here and there, but nothing like this. And um, so I just kind of ran to him to all the things, but not the Lord. Like I remember during that period, um, I was going to church and he would go with me. Like we went together. Um, but I think I was just surviving. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I think just surviving with the circumstances, not really, um, even spending time in like talking to the Lord about that. I mean, I don't even think I really knew what that looked like or what that meant. And so we actually broke up the year before I moved in to college. So I went to Arkansas Tech, um, and so I moved several hours away, about two and a half hours from home. Um, And we had just broken up. And like I said, I had relied on him for everything. And I think just kind of put my identity and worth in him and how he treated me and and just our relationship. Mm -hmm. And so when we broke up, um, it was really rough. He was also one of my only friends, really. I had some from high school, but when we dated, I just, we spent all, a lot of our time Mm -hmm. together. Um, and so he was no longer in the picture really. Um, and so really throughout all of undergrad, so we had broken up right the day before I moved in. I was at tech for three years, um, getting my bachelor's degree and I dated two guys two times. So like dated, broke up, dated, broke up. Mm -hmm. And then I dated the next one, broke up and same thing. Um, throughout that time in undergrad, I was just not well. Like I, I just dealt with a lot of self-hatred and depression. It was never diagnosed, but, um, it was just not good. Like just Mm -hmm. a very dark place. I, I think it was like, when I think about it, it was an emotional roller coaster. Like how I was feeling was based on and determined by my circumstances. Um, if things around me looked good, then I was doing good. You know, like I said earlier, I didn't, my life wasn't built on Jesus Mm -hmm. and who he said I was and who he is. Um, Really, I let that be determined by my circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so, undergrad was just a hard time. Um, I really, a lot of people around me didn't know this. I had a couple really close friends, and so they knew kind of what I was going through. But um, a lot of them didn't even know really the details Mm -hmm. of it. So, um kind of going back a little bit when I said I dated a couple guys Mm -hmm. um the whole time I I think I this will explain a little bit why I went back to them broke up again twice each of them um I felt like the Lord was like calling like I felt like I needed to be single okay what do you mean by like I mean obviously it's one thing to know like you're just in an unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. but what do you mean like a call to be single so I like I said I just did not my, I did not personally intimately know Jesus like for myself. Okay. You know, growing up, like we just kind of inherit, I guess, mm. kind of the faith of our parents. Mm-hmm. Like what our parents do, we do. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after college or when you go to college, it's like, okay, now I have all this responsibility and I have the freedom to choose what I want. Mm. And I don't think um, I'd spent that time to even make my faith my own. Like I, I did all these things, but like, why do I do them? And what do I do? And And so um, the relationships were unhealthy, not because of them, but because of me. You know, I was in an unhealthy place. I had a lot of insecurities. 
um, and just frustrated, like I said, with who I am and um, all the things. And so I felt like I just had this, it's not even confusion, but this uncertainty and uneasy feeling in my gut. Like you need to be by yourself. You need to be single so you can come to know the Lord more. Um, and, you know, he can heal you from all these things. Mm-hmm. Well, I never did that. I mean, I would do it for a little seasons, but I never fully surrendered the relationship aspect. So finally, I, let's see, it was it was 2019. So the spring of 2019 was my last semester um, at Arkansas Tech. And I... I had just broken up with the guy for the last time um, in January. And I just remember thinking, like, this is not what I want my life to be like. Like, my life is bad. Like, in a a mental health aspect, I guess. Um, Just very discouraged. Very, I wouldn't even say anxious, but just negative about everything. When the tiniest thing would happen, like, I would have this role play in my mind about all of the hard, bad things that have happened in my life. Mm. Um, and I was like, this is not what I want for my life. Like, I want more. Like, I am done with that life. Like, I want it to be to be more. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that was, that was the Lord calling me to himself, you know, and just awakening my heart to him. Um, so I decided that year to seek counselor. So I started going to a counselor. Um, and I remember I... <laughs> I was in a dorm still, and I in the sorority dorm because I was in a sorority as well. Um, and I just remember my little lived with me, or we lived together. And I just remember that I was just reading all the time and like crying out to the Lord. Like I said, we went to church growing up, but like I had no knowledge of the Bible. Mm. Like I was that kid at youth when they played trivia. When they were <laughs> like, "Who is who is Mary?" I don't know. Like I don't know. So. Like, I didn't know any of the stories of the Bible, I feel like, or anything. So I was, like, just trying to dig in. I felt like I was just hungry to know the Lord. So that whole semester, I really just spent just crying out to the Lord and um, just reading and trying to know more. Um, But I really, I don't remember, like, during that time, I feel like it was such, it was so stagnant. Mm. I remember thinking, like, I am trying to pursue the Lord. Like, I am trying to do what's right, but I don't feel like anything is changing. Um. And lo and behold, the Lord is faithful. And one Sunday after church, um, oh, yes. So I will say out of all of those years, I mean, like in college, in undergrad, mm-hmm. even though I was a mess, um, God was so faithful and like had his hand in my life so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like I was a camp counselor and I was on a leadership team um, just for for Bible studies. And so looking back, it's like the Lord, um, the Lord was just so faithful and was pursuing me and had a part of me. Like he had a lot of areas of my life, but not that relationship aspect. Mm, yeah. And so until I surrendered that, he could not do fully what he wanted to do in my life. Um, and again, like on the outside, this all was not evident but like on the inside, this was the battle mm. that I was facing. And so one Sunday I was I was cleaning my dorm room and a friend called, an older friend, and we had known each other from a campus ministry. I hadn't talked to her, I mean, probably since the fall. So six months, several months prior. And um, we weren't super close then, but we definitely knew each other and like knew about each other's lives. And so she called me, she FaceTimed me, I think, on a Sunday, like very random. 
And she asked me, like, how are you? Like, how are you doing? And I just remember saying to her, like, I am not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, the place I'm in is not okay. And I, I, yeah, I'm just not. And so um, after that, so after that conversation um, and through that conversation, she started discipling me. It was like a, what do we call it now? Remote, but it was a <laughs> yeah. virtual, but it was on the phone. Yeah. So we would call and do Bible studies in the mornings. Um, but out of that conversation, I I think the Lord revealed like, what is it that you need to do, Lacey? And um, I knew, like I said, the Lord had called me to be single and I had been now for what, four, five, six months. Um, but then the Lord called me to do, to like step into a single fast. A single fast. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> okay, so um, I've heard of this. I don't feel like it's very common. No, I wouldn't say that it is. Uh-huh. I've only heard of it from you. Okay, so. well, I feel like I've talked about it with other people. Maybe that's because I did one. Um, but when I say that, so fasting, okay, so we are saying no to something so that we can have more of the Lord. Right? Yeah. Is that how yeah. you would describe that? Yeah. Kind of briefly. Yeah, briefly. Okay. Yeah. That's what I So saying. it's kind of um, yeah, saying no to something so that you can have more of the Lord. Um and and other reasons too, sometimes, but I think it's it's always more of the Lord. You want to mm-hmm. hear more from the Lord, you wanna um be more like the Lord. So I am a very planned person and I need to see um dates and all the things. And so I needed a timeline. And so I decided on April 1st of 2019 that I was going to do a single fast. And so what that looked like was I ran to guys, like I said, um, in really both of their relationships. And I, the Lord has revealed over the years that I idolized them and I put them in the place of the Lord. And that was both just unrealistic and impossible because only can the Lord satisfy the deep desires of our heart. Um, no person can ever do that. Mm -hmm. And so I was just surrendering. Like I was finally surrendering every area of my life. The main one that I had not surrendered, I mean, up until this point. And so for a year I was going to be single. So if anyone asked me on a date or anything, I was, I mean, I told them I'm doing a single fast. (laughs) Don't know if that, if they knew what that meant, but that's what I shared with them. Um, and I was just really going to focus on just growing my relationship with the Lord and just learning more about who he is. I think I just needed this um, boundary, I guess, in my mind. But I really felt like the Lord called me into this. And, you know, the Lord blesses obedience so much. Mm. And I will say that that year was one of the most significant years of my life. Mm. Um, so it's just a time of like intentional singleness. Yes. Like you just yeah, being that's good. single mm-hmm. to seek the Lord, not just being single because you didn't have a guy, but being single <gasps> right. to like seek I've, the Lord. Uh-huh. I felt okay. like the Lord called me into this specific time because he needed to do in my life what I had not allowed him to do yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. And so, and really, I don't even think I had expectations. You know, I was just like setting this forth because I knew that that was the thing I struggled with was mm-hmm. running to guys. So I think that was just me like surrendering, like, Lord, no, I'm giving you it, like all of it. I'm giving you a year and we'll give you more. Mm. Um, but right now, like I will give you this. I mean, we should give our life, you know, but I think in that moment, that's just what I knew mm. what to do. So I started that in April and then I actually graduated in May and I moved to Conway in August for more school. So the Lord is just so cool because 
I was just mentally in a hard place. And I think for the Lord, the Lord knew that for me to physically, like for me mentally and emotionally to get out of the place that I was in, I needed to physically get like move. Mm, yeah. And so, um, I mean, that was literally all the same time. I left Russellville, I went to Conway and I really, that was the first time I'd prayed for things. Mm. Like I think, I don't know, like specific things. I prayed um, two things I remember very specifically. Well, three. One was for friendship, and one was for a church home. Mm. And then another was just for school, um, just because what I was doing was very non-traditional. Mm-hmm. I had to go a year and take classes for grad school because tech did not offer the program that I was pursuing. So then when I moved, um, I moved in August to Conway, and... Man, the Lord answered those prayers just so abundantly <laughs> and more than I ever could have expected. So church home, friends, and then my, my classes in school. Um, actually, I met a girl on the very first day of my classes, and she's one of my very good friends to this day. So the Lord just met those prayers um, so much, and I think really just showed me His faithfulness. And I think that's something that I, he knew that I needed to see and know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this year, again, I'm still in the single fast. And so it went through the next year, um, April, which that's when COVID happened. I would say that year, the Lord just did so much. Um, I would say first, uh, one, the first thing, he just like revealed my worth and identity um, and just who I am and, and how he sees me. Um, that's still ongoing, <laughs> things mm. that I still struggle with. But um, I think kind of established, like I would say this first year was um, was the start of that firm foundation that mm. I didn't have. Yeah. Um, another thing, he really revealed to me the, the purpose of marriage and what that looks like and why we walk into marriage and why we choose that. Mm. Um, I think he just stripped away a lot of things. And and healed a lot of areas and just showed me more of who he is and what he wants for my life. Um, and I think you also just, like we've talked about with you, um, just made it known, like, I have done so much in your life and, like, I want you to share this with other people. Mm. And so I think just kind of made me aware of that voice um, and that gift to share with others. Mm-hmm. And so that year was very significant. And I think... Um, yeah, it just really changed my life. And like we've talked about with you, it like I've described it, um, we were laughing before because some of the words we both use in our testimony. Yeah, or the exact The same. exact words. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Uh-huh, but I would describe that as like, because I, you know, I didn't feel like the Lord was doing anything. Like, hey, hey, I'm here. I'm trying to pursue you. But nothing had happened until really Christina had called. Then I chose to do the single fast and like surrender every area of my life. And that's when, like, my life changed. I felt like it was a switch. Mm, yeah. Um, like you had said, like, yeah. finally. Um, and that was just the Lord, I think, preparing it and working through His Spirit. You know, I think, I mean, life is still hard. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a misconception. Well, once you follow Jesus, like, your life is great. Yeah. And I would say it is great and it is so abundant, but in a different way than the world would describe it. Oh, yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. and so, so hard at times, but so good because the Lord meets you in that, and and He's so good. And I don't think you can understand that until you're on this side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I never knew what it was like to experience the Lord until after I experienced the Lord. Okay, so after the year, after the year of the fast and still in Conway, but then I was getting ready for grad school, 
Um, I just remember, so I had a call to missions that the fall of 2019, Harding had come to school, to our school, to our class to tell us about their program, their graduate program, and shared that they would go on a trip to Zambia. Mm-hmm. And I am like an all or nothing person. <laughs> and I remember... Really? <laughs> I remember after they left, I called um, the lady who who was discipling me and said, oh my gosh, I have to go to missions. I have to go to Harding. What am I doing? I can't even go to UCA. And she was like, Lacey, slow down. Let's think about this first. Um, but so it turns out I went to UCA for grad school. But I think that's when the Lord kind of just started stirring my heart for missions or ministry in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I could not do missions after that first year of classes at UCA because of COVID. Mm. Um, I mean, the it was locked down, yeah, so really. I could not physically go. So I think I really wrestled with the Lord with this because I'd felt called, but also I had to go to grad school. Um, and so I just kind of wrestled with the Lord. So I just remember taking my feelings to the Lord, like, like I thought you said this. Well, what about this? And um, the Lord just revealed to me that that was my timing. And I was Mm. not even ready for that. And that might not even be what he had. Mm. Um, And so I needed to be faithful in grad school and and to complete my degree. Because that might be used later. And so started grad school and that was two years. Um, I think this is the year through through the summit and Mm. our home church. So me and Cross went, we met at, well, we knew each other before. Yeah. But then ran into each other at Summit. At Summit, yeah. And did not Mm -hmm. realize we both went there. Yeah. It was really funny. Crazy. Um, But I think through, they just have such a heart for prayer. And we would have prayer nights. And we'd have to pray with random people. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. Even, I mean, as a strong believer, it's still just scary mm -hmm. to pray with someone. And I was terrified. I remember. But if it was not for that, like, I would not be... My prayer life would not be where it is now. Mm. And I am so grateful for that because the Lord just taught me so much about prayer, like how much he just delights in spending time with us and then answering our prayers. So I was still in grad school. And then I think it was the spring semester when our pastor kept talking about baptism. Like, it, you know, a lot of the services and he would talk about order, like order matters. Did you surrender your life first or after you got baptized? And after lots of prayer, I just felt like I needed to be baptized again. And that's because I view, like, I see baptism as it is a representation of what Christ has done in your life. You are buried in death and raised in life. Like, you are raised as a new creation, um, as a new person. And so I really felt like that previous year was when the Lord really made me to be a new creation and a new person. So I graduated from grad school. Um, Oh, wow. What year was that? Twenty. 22, 22, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so really, I would say, so I've been in my profession for a year and a half now. And so the past, I don't know, year and a half or so of my life, there's been a lot of change. Mm-hmm. I mean, I graduated from grad school. You go to school for your whole life. It's a huge change. And then, oh, now you're in the workforce. Yeah. And so there was just a lot of change in my life. Um, I think I have learned a lot about suffering. Mm. Um, the past year and a half, and I have really struggled with the goodness of God. Mm. Like, I know that God is good and loves me, and and I can see it so evident in my life, 
But then just thinking about it and circumstances, it's been, it was just really hard. And so um, this year, the Lord has just really shown me how just his goodness and how much he cares for us. Um, And I think that, you know, I've learned through pain and suffering that God is still good. And, and actually he cares so much for us to allow us to go through hard things so that we can look more like him. um, And so that we can experience more of his, of his goodness. Mm. And um, even recently, I, so I guess, well, last year, so it's been a while, but the Lord, I asked the Lord what he wanted to do in my life. And he said, plant foundational truths in your life. Um, the past year, so he called me, I am in a discipleship program. It's called Downline and it's incredible if you've never heard of it, but it's just really a nine month discipleship program of us walking, um, just walking in the word and, and getting a good foundation of scripture. And so the Lord has really planted just truths in my life and heart and just given me a good framework for all the things that I've known about the Bible and not known and just kind of where to place that. Mm -hmm. And so this past year has been one of probably the most growth Mm -hmm. and the most healing that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And it's just so encouraging to think about what all the Lord has done. Um, I think a lot of times, well, I have just struggled with like, struggled with wanting to be seen and wanting to be affirmed and all of the things. And this year the Lord has like really revealed to me and shown me where that comes from um, and has just brought so much healing. So um, I think I want to leave you guys with a verse. I didn't say this earlier, but during that time when the Lord called me to the single fast, I just really, the Lord gave me this verse and I thought on it so much. It's Psalm um, 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, And so we just pray, I pray, that you would um, just come to know the Lord more and more. And just in times, um, sitting with Him and being in His presence, that you would be filled with so much joy um, and hope because He is a good Father. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.